That was my kids' preschool song that they started, I think, every day with. And it sings in my head whenever I'm like, hi, hello, and how are you? How are you? How are you? Anybody else know that? They were in Montessori preschool. Did your kids go to Montessori preschool? Did you hear that song? Or was that specific to my kids' preschool teacher? It might have been. How are you today, friends? I'll just imagine in you're like speaking back to me like I'm okay I'm kind of tired I'm a little bit overwhelmed I am having end of summer vibes it's it's winding down the seasons are changing we're we're doing this we're moving on we're we're experiencing another season in COVID all right let's do this right let's do this we got this we've been doing this for six months now we got this people um, so to this week, okay, wait, before I get to this week, have you rated the show? Have you hit the stars? Have you reviewed it? That'd be really cool. I'm going to keep talking about it because I need more. I need you. I need you to hit the stars right now. Okay, you did it? Okay, cool. Now we can move on. Okay, so this week we have um, Megan. Megan lives in the same town as I do. And we met at a yoga off the mat series. So it's this amazing meetup that our yoga studio created about talking, like talking about like yoga adjacent topics, you know, about authenticity and well, no, I believe I meant to say um, accountability is, is the one I remembered. Uh, accountability versus responsibility, I believe is the night that I met Megan and her husband. And then we connected on social media, as you do, and not knowing that the world was going to, you know, kind of melt apart. So think, being thankful that I met her and was able to connect to her on Instagram and be able to, like, follow her journey now as she is has begun uh, her yoga teacher training. Megan has a really great story. Her moment that she's about to tell, you know, when I, when I stop talking in this intro, you're going to be like, oh, that is a scene from a movie. You know, she's had like a private panic attack. That's all I'll say because I don't want to be a spoiler. So here's Megan to tell you her story and stay with it and let it in. And there's lots of lessons to be learned. Megan is very wise for her age. She does not seem 27. I don't know what 27 seems like. And I, if you're 27... Don't, I'm not judging. I'm just saying <laughs> some people have different soul, old souls, I guess. I don't know. That's Megan. I don't mean you're an old soul in a negative way. <laughs> Experienced life person. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to shut up now. All right. Let's go listen. Hi, I'm here with Megan. Hi. How's it going? It is going good. Uh, it's a hot one this evening. Oh my god, it is so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> Fucking hashtag Texas. You know? Yeah. Hashtag. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so hot. I feel it today. Yeah, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. No, I had like um, I was wearing my dress shirt to work and had like back sweat on the back. Nice. Like, oh, that's not. I was like, mm, that's not good. I had the under boob sweat that, that was like want. itchy today. <laughs> like I was like, oh, you know, it's like no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the worst. <laughs> so now that we know about your back sweat, what else? Yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah, let's go ahead and just get that out of the way. <laughs> what else is there to know about you before we hear your story? Okay, cool. So my name is Megan. I am 27, live in San Angelo, Texas, married to my best friend. We've got two dogs and really love to travel and not currently. That sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's a great hobby yeah. to have in 2020. <laughs> Um, really love to travel and just kind of see new places and, um, go see live music and hang out and it's kind of our jam. So mm, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm uh, having like with balls currently. Yeah. Right, but, I was about to say like, yeah. <laughs> memories of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes to you. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> So with our show, you know, we always start off with like this, this shitty moment usually, or sometimes it's big, sometimes it's little, sometimes it's, you know, getting thrown off an airplane because you're drunk. <laughs> I, was, I think that happened twice. I love that. Um, yeah. So what's yours? What do you, what's your just not this or this can't be my life? Yeah. So I'll give you the backstory after, but yeah. without setting the stage at all, I was maybe 22, I guess, at this point. 
married to a different person then. We got married super young. Again, we'll get back yep. to that back yep. story later. We'll get it. Yeah. Um, so we were looking at a house to buy that we in no way could afford <laughs> by any means. And my parents were there and my ex was there and the realtor was there and we were walking through this house and it was fucking huge. It was like 2,500 square feet and it was just me and him at the time. So it just like seemed like an absurd amount of space to need and walking through this house and it's like a fixer upper and it was a, it was a nice house. I mean, it was a great house, but like wasn't in a position to buy a house first of all so we shouldn't we had no business being there to begin with <laughs> and um we're walking through this house and my my parents and the realtor and my ex are like talking about filling up all of these rooms with kids and like oh this could be the nursery and this could be you know the big kids room and oh you'll have to use our address so that you can get into the good school district and it was just all of the things and so it felt like that house was like closing in on me like i i had a full-fledged what the fuck i don't want this house i don't want the kids i don't want the school district i don't want any of it and so i um as calmly as I could, excuse myself. I said, oh, you know, I think maybe I said, oh, I'm going to go look at the backyard again or whatever. Um, and went outside and like went on the side of the house where nobody could see me. And I had a full blown panic attack, like couldn't breathe. Saw, I mean, like crying just felt like this weight crushed, just soul crushing weight of, oh my God, like what is this life that I am in? Like, right. how did, who am I married to? How did I get yeah. here? I don't want any of this. Um, and it was really the first time that I think I had acknowledged to myself these kind of thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. that had been bubbling mm-hmm. for years and um, for a really long time. And just, it was just like the shell. I mean, it seriously like wrecked my shit. Like it was the beginning of the end for my marriage with him. And then it was like the beginning of the beginning for this new life that I've created for myself now. So it was a really, it was like a huge wake up call, just that the things that I was supposed to be wanting as a, as a newlywed and as, you know, the good daughter and all of these things, like I realized in an instant that I didn't actually want those things. And it was a really hard pill to swallow because I was in this life already. You were in it. You were deep in it. I was in it. I was balls deep in it. (laughs) I was was right there in the shit. And, you know, it it was, um, it was a process from that moment Mm -hmm. forward to kind of get out of the shit. But yeah, that was my, that was was my moment. Panic attack and the fixer upper house that we couldn't afford and <laughs> I love it. looking at nurseries and big kid rooms for kids right. we didn't and you're have like, uh-uh bye yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so now like roll back the tape like okay. yeah sure <laughs> so um yeah <laughs> so i got married young mm-hmm. to a guy and he was really a sweet guy like i really don't have anything bad to say about him we had known each other in high school. We never really dated, but we were friends and hung out. And so we started dating when I like just had gotten to college and it was really easy. Like it was really comfortable and I'd known him forever and we kind of skipped the whole get to know you phase and my family liked him and his family liked me. And it just on paper, it seemed like, okay, like this should be it. And so, um, He moved up to the Dallas area where I was going to school and we moved into an apartment together and my parents, um, who are, you know, pretty religious called and basically said they were helping me, you know, helping pay for like my college and all of that stuff, which was a really great thing for them to do. They called and said, you guys are living in sin. This is not acceptable. You either need to get married or move out or you're cut off. And so what is a 21-year-old kid supposed, like what would you expect is going to happen in that position? Mm -hmm. And so we got engaged like four days later, I think. I mean, it was just a really pushed kind of rough situation. And you were given an ultimatum. I was, but not by him. No, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, but, and he he loved, he loved me. And, and I really did love him. And so for him, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's get, engaged and my parents were all pumped about it and so everybody just kind of like 
made it seem like this is the next step. And so we spent the next like six months planning our wedding and it was just fucking stressful the whole time. And we fought and fought with my parents. I mean, it was just like a really not what your wedding, it was not like a say yes to the dress wedding plan. Is that real though? Yeah, no, I was Uh, like, this is not, this is awful. And um, we had our wedding and it was really beautiful. And then we moved down to the town my parents were living in. And then two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant and was terrified and not ready at all. And then two weeks after that, I had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. So it was a really kind of short-lived deal. And I went through a lot of like, tough emotions Mm -hmm. in that short week period. And after we went from, oh my God, this is not what we're ready for to, okay, it's here. Like we're going to have to get ready whether we want to or not um, to this is not a thing anymore. And so then I kind of went on the opposite side, kind of tried to overcorrect, I guess, and went into like, okay, I need a baby mode just to kind of replace and fix the sadness. Then as soon as he was like willing to try, I was like, oh shit, wait, I don't actually want a baby. I don't want, I don't wait, hold on. Like, I don't want to do this. So then that was kind of when we got to like the house period. And my dad had called one day and said, oh, like there's this really great house that you need to look at. So he like kind of set up this uh, showing or whatever. And then it was just, it just all kind of collapsed in from there. And I internalized a lot of it, which is my fault in the ending of the relationship and even at that point I didn't kind of come to him and say hey like this is what I'm feeling and this is what's going on um, what, and I kind of tried to what 22 year old knows like yeah no, that... it was just, I'm the fucking kid yeah, man like yeah. it was not that I'm like this grown person right. now but I just I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. and I thought you know just kind of fake it till you make it mm-hmm. it's really was mm-hmm. really my mo- my motto and that's not the way that a marriage is supposed to work yeah yeah yeah, so I just I felt like I had been kind of sleepwalking through my life and I realized like who chose all of these things for me because it didn't feel like it was a life that was my choice. I felt like it was kind of just dumped on me or taken by default or whatever. Pres- so, it was like prescribed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like, it is- was mm-hmm. pretty preset, um, pretty this is what you do. You get married and you buy a house and you have kids and then you that's what you do. So started kind of a, took like a six month long process pretty much from that point to like actually being divorced. And I broke his heart and it broke my heart to hurt him. And um, it was a really, really dark, mm-hmm. really dark time. I was also in the middle of an eating disorder for that had been previously on for a long time, but it was just a really dark it was a really dark year of my life. Mm-hmm. Really felt like the stuff was just never going to be any better. And I thought that that was like it. And um, it was tough, but um, he's remarried now. And it, it seems like now that things have really worked out for the best for him as well. So I've kind of let go of some of that guilt mm-hmm. that I carried for a long time, which has been really a relief. But yeah, that was kind of where my life was at that point. Um, Were you still in college? No, you would have graduated by the time you got married. I had just graduated. By the time you got married. Yeah, just graduated. graduated in May, got married that next summer. Oh, like no, December to February. Got it. Yeah, like quick kind of right out of the gate. So I had had a lot of like changes going on Mm -hmm. too at the same time. And it was just like really, I look back on it now and it just all seems like confusing. (laughs) Like it just seems like a whirlwind of where to... I got from point A to point B in like zero to, no, you know, zero to, nine zero to 60. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then I looked up and I was like, oh my God, how did we just get here? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. It was, <laughs> that was a good. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you asked. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, oh yeah. Like I did the miscarriage, all of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes yeah. Yeah. Miscarriage, eating disorder. Yeah. You had been diagnosed at that point with like pre-diabetes and the under- active thyroid and was on all of this medication that was making me really sick. And I was like, you know, 70 pounds heavier and just, I was really just sick and unhappy and just in a bad, a bad, bad spot. (laughs) So like (laughs) now that, you know, we, we kind of got to like, how did you go from the side of the house? Like kind of like having Mm -hmm. a panic attack, Mm -hmm. like let's go back to that moment. And like how, like, 
How did you get to the car? Did you know what I mean? Like really? Man, it's honestly a blur. Yeah. Yep. I just know I, I knew in that moment, like my whole family, my, you know, my parents Mm -hmm. are here. He's here. The realtor's here. Like I cannot afford a breakdown like in I've front got to of all of them. This is in front of, I can't do this. And yeah. so, I mean, I just like shoved it all down, which is what I had been doing for years and wiped my face off and went to the car and got an, you know, I think I maybe like kind of fixed myself up as best I could and um, went back inside and I just finished the, oh, it was awful. I yeah. finished like the imaginative, the like, oh, yeah, yeah, we could paint this no. room. Yeah. Oh, it was like, oh, we can knock this, but, you know, my dad's like, we has redone houses so he's like we can knock this wall down i mean it's like big stuff and the whole time i just kept thinking like no we can't because because we ain't living here yeah, like, this ain't gonna this, happen this is not the house mm-hmm. that we're gonna be in so yeah i mean i just pulled myself together as best i could and then you know i just kind of kind of did and then got to the car and got to the house and pretended like things were fine and for how long a long time it feels like um, <laughs> I don't know that's kind of that was kind of my forte at that point mm-hmm. um, I really wanted it to work I wanted mm-hmm. to I wanted it to be okay and I wanted to be happy in that life and so I just kept thinking one day I'll just be happy like I'll just get over it or I'll figure it out like maybe I just am young and trying to kind of figure this shit out and I really did at one point think that that I could make it work and that I could be happy in it. And then I realized, you know, just kind of a little bit every day that that was just not, it wasn't going to work if I was ever, I couldn't be happy and be in that life. Like there was, mm-hmm. there was not a, I didn't see a scenario where I looked down, you know, five years down the road or 10 years down the road or 50 years down the road where I could really, truly be happy in that life that I was in at that point. Right. You were like, I don't. So it just, yeah, it just came down to, do I want to be happy or do I want to be a people pleaser? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do I want to like make every, do I want to make everybody else happier? Do I want to make myself happy? Yeah. I think this happens a lot to like Mm -hmm. young couples. Yeah. Yeah. Getting married young is a, I don't know. It's a trap. <laughs> don't do it. I, I'm sure it works for some people. I just don't right. think that you're like mature enough as a person to commit to somebody for life at that point and expect it to not be like a difficult path. Mm-hmm. You're just figuring out all of it. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I had never figured, I had never been on my own. I'd never done any of the things that you should do to like know who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of trying to mold myself into this version of who I thought I was supposed to be right. and didn't work. <laughs> yeah, really? Interesting. <laughs> was this a shock to your husband? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't yeah. sense and understand that. I imagine you were really good at like keeping things in and mm-hmm. not expressing. So like, mm-hmm. how did you come to him and say like, I can't do this? Yeah. I came home one day from work and I was like, I basically said, I was like, we need to talk. And he's like, okay, what's going on? And um, I basically just told him, I said, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, well, what can we do? I said, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not happy. And I've not been happy for a long time. And looking back now, I wish I would have come to him sooner. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because I would, because I think that it would have worked out. Because now that I'm on the other side of it, we really yeah. were just not the right fit for each other. But I do wish that I would have given him more of a heads up, I guess, or more of like, cause he really kind of went from like, Oh, my wife says she's not happy to, okay, we're in counseling and now she's seeing a lawyer. I mean, that part was like a really quick, like the, from telling him that I was unhappy to like the divorce is final was a really quick kind of part of that process. And I wish I could take that back and do it differently. I can't, but I just kind of checked out. Like I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I had could only pretend for so long. So had the conversation with him and then it just kind of, it just kind of went down from there quickly. Right. Right. So you, it's like Titanic. Like it just went woo. just, just straight down to the bottom um, with a, with a quickness, but yeah. <laughs> 
So then, you know, I, you were living together. You were going to buy a house together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you moved out <laughs> before you even officially divorced. Yeah, no, there was a lot. There was a period of like guest room sleeping mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that got kind of undoable just because it's how, I mean, you're still in the same house. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't, the, didn't work. The energy's really um, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really awful. Um, do not recommend that one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I moved out and moved in with my parents, um, which was a fucking humbling humbling experience oh i'm sure you had a definite like oh god yeah that was like another one of those this is my life great (laughs) yeah Yeah. no there was multiple of those yeah (laughs) yeah so i moved in with my parents at that point right did you have to leave like were you were in dallas did like did you have to leave a job and all that we were uh, no we i mean luckily for me at the time we were living in the same town as my parents already right okay yeah so that oh did you lose a job too and like no, okay, no, luckily, yeah, luckily it was just the marriage. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times it happens like that, though, compounded. Yeah, you know, totally. Mm-hmm. Compounded all, all this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, okay, you're now at your parents' house. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what does life look like now? Oh, God. Newly divorced. Yeah, that was. Right? There's a six month. Yeah, at that point we were like six, separated and not quite. Right, because there's a six month waiting period thing. in Texas. Yeah, so... Um, to divorce everyone, <laughs> not to buy a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what the fuck is that about, by the way? Yeah. First of all. You have to be can sure. Can we just... Yeah. Uh, you want to divorce your husband? No, but you can buy the gun to yeah. pick for the other way if you need to. <laughs> like, yeah, it seems like great problem solving there. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah, so living at my parents was... I mean, it was... I was appreciative of it because it was like I couldn't afford anything else at that point. Mm-hmm. But it was tough. It was a tough adjustment to go from like being living on my own to living with a husband to now living back with my parents and having to kind of answer for like where I was. And right. I had to say, hey, girl, like, hold on. Like, right. this is I can't do all of these things. But that period was a bit short lived. And then I ended up renting a house from my parents. So I got kind of like a little apartment on my own. And that was really kind of the start of like my healing process. It was just hard to, it was hard to heal under somebody else's roof. Yes. Like yeah. I just felt very suffocated and very, I mean, they were supportive, um, but you know, it just was, I needed like the space that I had yep. to heal. So yeah. yeah, once I got to like my little apartment, that was a good kind of the beginning of like the rebuilding process. Right. I guess. Right. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like was the eating disorder, you know, something you started working on then? Like, was that still going on? Oh, that's, yeah, that was like a long, a long I had been dealing with that since I was probably 15, okay. I guess. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like my way to control, mm-hmm. like when my life was feeling out of control, control I felt very in control with that situation. Mm-hmm. And so it did get, yeah, it got, I relapsed or I guess kind of, I really was kind of off and on with it for seven years eight mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. what seems like a really long time um so it did it definitely reared back up at that point mm-hmm. just because i felt like my whole life it's was out of control, out of control. Mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. so what did the healing start to look like and feel like and what you know what did you bring into your life and so now you're you were probably like 23 24 maybe? yeah i was still young yes. i mean yeah, it was kind of like i really didn't know what i was doing mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. i was just i was just trying to figure out okay like I have gotten, I have chosen to step out of this life that mm-hmm. I was in. And so it's like, okay, so what do I want? What like now? if I know mm-hmm. what I don't want, then what do I mm-hmm. want? And so it was kind of a period of just figuring out who am I? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the last, the last kind of three, four years, I guess, have really just been a period of kind of deconstruction and shedding of old identities and old belief systems and old ideologies and behavior patterns and all of these things that I had kind of sheltered myself with out of survival mode for a year, for my entire life to kind of sort through and say, okay, if I'm going to create this new life for myself, like let's create a new life. Let's, let's dig down and get through the shit and get through the murk so that I don't carry the, I don't keep carrying these old, kind of traumas and burdens into this new life that I'm choosing Mm -hmm. for myself now. So 
really just being open to being wrong, being open to choosing new beliefs and kind of being open to letting some of those things go and to not be full of myself to say like, this is the only way that we think and do things. Um, so there was a lot of, a lot of that. And then just really exploring what do I like and what, like, I didn't even know. It's like, I almost feel like I didn't even know what food I liked mm-hmm. or what music I like. I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I was, com- I was a complete shell of a person that just had been on autopilot for years. And so it's like, you finally turn the switch back on and you've got this board of controls that you didn't even know existed. And it's like, you've got to figure out how to fly the fucking plane or you're going to crash. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like figured out, I turned off autopilot and figured out how to fly on the fly. And <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I love, and I'm, I'm sensing, um, I had a similar experience where like, I wasn't, I didn't read a book. I didn't follow a program. But when I kind of got off autopilot in my life, I just was like, okay, this sounds very yoga with Adrian of like, okay, find what feels good. You know, mm-hmm. of like, okay, I'm going to try something new because if I want new results in my life, I've got to try new things. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I like was like, okay, Absolutely. I'm going to go to yoga, you know, like yeah. <laughs> yoga is stupid, but I'm going to go to yoga, you know, like, yeah. And then I liked it. Okay. Great. Okay. Let's try something else. You know, like, yeah. And it's so, like, I love to just keep getting this message out to women that are listening of, like, you don't have to know, like, where you're going. You don't have to right. know a huge plan. You don't have to, you know, have this course charted out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, just truly fast. Find like you said, like find some food that you might like. Because if if you're that like in that much of like a, I don't even know who I am. Um, yeah. I don't even know where I would go to eat by myself. You know, I don't yeah. even know what you know place I would travel. You know, yeah. if I could pick a destination and who I would go with, yeah. would I go with by myself? You know, yeah. Um, and it's just it really is just kind of like okay, what book do I want to listen to? Or yeah. read, <laughs> listen yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely understand what you're saying. Right? Was sure. it just like every like little way of like, okay, let's try this. Okay, let's try this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I really didn't have to just, and I'm such like a plan person. Like okay. I, mm-hmm. it. Oh my god, it. I, I've gotten much much better, but like mm-hmm. there was a time in my life where I could not function if I did not know mm-hmm. what my life was. Air quote going to look like mm-hmm. which it never fucking did so why i right. put all of that energy into anyway right. but i think um, the well, kind of people probably were telling you for a while what your life was going to look like yeah so you oh, were, yeah, you were totally. attached to that yeah mm-hmm. i was super attached to that mm-hmm. and so i don't know i just kind of took it a day mm-hmm. a day at a time and then i started dating my now husband mm-hmm. and it was the first and i hate to say this like it's my ex, but it was the first time that I like had fun with a partner ever and, um, was like really genuinely having an enjoyable Mm -hmm. like connection, really just like fun connection time. And when he and I started dating, I honestly thought it was going to just kind of be a fling, like, you know, like a rebound Mm -hmm. thing. And, um, you know, that worked out really well because (laughs) we've been together for, you know, three and a half years now, but, um, he was, he was the first person that, told me it was okay to be myself like that really wanted to know who I was and not know like what his preconceived image of me was and that's all I'd had before it was people's just preconceived notions of what I should do and who I should be and what I should think so he kind of just gave me this like like I I feel like I owe him everything but also I know that I did all of it on my own but he gave me this like sounding board to work through things. And he would just let me talk for, I mean, he would just let me talk through all of it for hours and he would listen and he would, you know, when he was, there was input, he would give input. And then he just kind of let me explore life in this new, I don't know. It was just like a new door was opened up to me. Um, and I felt really safe with him, which was not anything I had previously felt before. And so it kind of just gave me this like safe, cozy space to discover and and explore who I was um, and to know that I had somebody that was not going to judge me for whatever those things were and 
he came from a different background than I did, which I thought was really cool because it was like the first time I'd ever been with anybody that wasn't just like from your East Texas, <laughs> yeah, East Texas, <laughs> East Texas, uh, you know, Bible thumpers or whatever you want to call them. And so it was just a really cool, I don't know, it's been a really fun like last few years. It's been fucking tough um, at times and there's been, you know, trauma that's come up and there's been all of these things that I've kind of had to unload and unpack and work through, but I've kind of gotten a really good foundation at this point and have kind of let, let a lot of that stuff go and kind of realize that it's just so much easier to be happy. (laughs) So much easier. Yeah. I mean, it just takes so much work to pretend like you're happy Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's so much easier to just choose to say, I'm going to be happy with my choices. And at the end of the day, they're not, anybody's choices but mine and they're not um affecting anybody but me like I'm the only one that's directly affected by all of these things and fuck it I'm just gonna choose myself and just choose to be happy and it's been a fun it's been a fun time since I was like hey go be happy girl right (laughs) yeah (laughs) like oh okay (laughs) oh nobody told me that before (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that wasn't a message that you got of like yeah yeah no (laughs) what do you want I, I use this um, language with my kids. Um, I should write this down and make a video about it. Maybe I will before this even comes out. I go, what's going to make your heart happy? Mm. What makes your heart happy yeah. is like a thing that my kids hear all the time. I'm writing. That's, that's, I think, a wonderful way to parent. Yeah. Like what, you know, and and when they're in their, like, because it's a kid, and they're in their nose, you know, like, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I'm like, what's a yes? You tell me what's a yes, you know? Cool. Like, yeah. What's a yes? What shoes are a yes? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like these 50 pairs of shoes. Right. What okay. Shoes like? All right. No shoes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's just cut through all this. You're going to say no to you tell me, you know, what's, yeah. what's a yes. You know, I think that's a really cool way to raise your kids though, because it's going to teach them to look, to look inside, mm-hmm. to look yeah, inward for what they want. Mm-hmm. 100. Yeah. I just was, Oh, Untamed. Have you read Untamed? Glennon Doyle's Untamed. I have yet? not, but I've heard that I should. Mm-hmm. I think you would love it. Um, okay. Uh, she just was talking about that, about how she Googled what to do when my husband cheats on me, but he's a good man. <laughs> you know, she was like, I was looking everywhere for answers. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh-huh. so she was like 44, 40, you know. She's like, I, I looked... Um, outside for everything you know and never Mm -hmm. and just never turned inside and listened to what I wanted you know yeah I absolutely resonate with that Mm -hmm. 100% yeah so I mean we kind of talked about a little bit already so it's a perfect segue what like what did you use like what did you employ what did you find that works like what tools tricks books shows exercise I don't know like tell me what you know what it yeah. was in those um, in those last like three years with your husband or, or whatever yeah. that have helped you um, be who you are now. Yeah. So a lot of it was really just kind of stuff like exploration, just kind of not necessarily looking outward for the answer, but like exploring different mm-hmm. options and exploring different things and kind of like really choosing a topic and like throwing myself into researching that topic and like learning about it to see if it was something that resonated with mm-hmm. me. And some of it would stick and some of it wouldn't. And I would just kind of move on to the next deal. Um, I also kind of started, I started meditating, Mm -hmm. which was not a thing that I ever grew up Mm -hmm. around at all. So that was a really interesting kind of. And what made you try it? Was it just like, well, I don't fucking know. Might as well. Right. Yeah. No, there was, I had kind of started moving towards this you know, I had grown up in this like really religious household. So I thought, okay, like what's the opposite of that? I'm not going to go be a Satanist, but like, you know, what's, <laughs> what can I explore that is, you know, seems like alternative right. and, you know, meditation just kind of seemed like the easiest of the bunch at that point. Um, so I did do, I did that. I started, I would play yoga with Adrian uh-huh. videos because yep. I wanted to do yoga. And it's so funny because I would like, roll my, you know, like Walmart mat out and I would do the videos. And then anytime, and I was like, not athletic at all, super overweight, really just like uncomfortable in my own body. I would press play on these, on these videos. And anytime it was like remotely looked harder than like corpse pose, like I would be like, Oh, too hard. And I would fast forward through these fucking videos. I I would turn 
And but I would like put them on. I'm like, okay, we're going to do some yoga. I would like put my outfit on. I'm like, all right, we're going to do some yoga today. And then she'd be like, all right, go into down dog. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, kitchen thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah. And so she'd be like, okay, we're going to sit down. I'm like, okay, I can sit on the ground. We can do that. And uh, then I would like, I would literally turn a 15 minute video to like a three minute. And then I'd get to the the, the last pose, and she like okay, guys, like, we're just going to go into Shavasana now. Of course, so, like, like, you what? you earn this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I earned shit. <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, my God. And But I would I would do a little bit more and a little right. bit more yes. of video. And so there was something that just really kind of kept me coming coming back to that. Um, and I kind of let yoga go for a couple years then. Um, and then my therapist last year um, recommended it as just a healing mm-hmm. tool to kind of come back into my body and feel safe and comfortable and connected to my body and um, went to one of the classes and I, I just kept coming back. Like there was just something about it that drew me in mm-hmm. one class at a time. Um, so that's been yoga has been a really insanely transformative um, practice for me. I've gone from um you know, being inconsistent and like having zero athletic ability or exercise program mm-hmm. to like a daily, like cannot go a day without getting on my mat of some kind. So that's been a really yoga has been like a saving grace for me, for sure. And therapy. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of therapy. <laughs> that's what I was, was going to ask. That. All the therapy. Uh, like, I take notes over here. That's why if you see me like looking, I was going to be like, and what about therapy? And <laughs> therapy. <laughs> and when did you start that? Yeah. So I started, I found my therapist last year when I had some, I had some repressed trauma mm-hmm. kind of bubble up to the surface in February of some childhood sexual abuse mm-hmm. um, that had gone on for a while, but I had like literally repressed. I mean, I'm not, I'm not supposed to say literally, I know, but like mm-hmm. literally my system repressed this stuff until I guess I was strong enough and felt and safe, you were safe and comfortable. Yeah. Until I was safe and comfortable. And, um, it just like came out one day, like literally this, these images flooded me and I like lost my vision for, I mean, I'm sure it was a panic attack, but like all of this shit just kind of bubbled up. And so, um, out of absolute desperation found my therapist through a friend that I knew had been going to a good therapist and got on with this lady and I will never go see anybody else. I mean, I've been, I was a therapy junkie growing up, like, but they were always Christian based people and very like kind of had this box of what their therapy sessions looked like because they were following the Christian curriculum or whatever it was that they had. And so finding my lady now, it has been, I don't, I would be lost without her. I really cannot advocate for therapy yeah. with the right person mm-hmm. enough. Have you done trauma processing like EMDR? Or something? Yeah, I've done some EMDR work cool. with her. That's been really helpful. Done some holotropic breath work Ooh, with her I as well. i heard of that. Cool. Oh my God. It was so cool. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole other, <laughs> such a cool experience. Um, but she's in Austin. So mm-hmm. She's, I've only actually been in her office, I think like three times. So we all, we do most of our stuff virtually, especially now during COVID, we do all our stuff virtually. And so it's hard to do some of the EMDR stuff Mm -hmm. virtually, Mm -hmm. um, just because it's kind of more hands-on, I guess. But yeah, but really I, I see her, I quote, see her every (laughs) two weeks. Like I don't miss a week with her Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I get in there, everyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wrote um, a blog post one time about how I thought I wasn't fucked up enough for therapy. Like, I, I'm all right. It's fine. You know, like, I'm functioning. Like, I have, like. Yeah, so it? you thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like, if you're thinking that, <laughs> it's kind of like. go to therapy. <laughs> right. It's kind of like if you think you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. It's like if you think you need therapy. You know, you need the, yeah, the there's same. your sign. There's your sign. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone just yeah. jot that down. If you yeah, think, right. or, or, uh, just or go to therapy. Need, like <laughs> if it, if you think for just like a sliver of a moment, there's, mm-hmm. you might benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Like go ahead, give yeah. it, give it a yeah. whirl. Let's see yeah. where you end up. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. No. And it's like, I have such a love hate relationship with, mm-hmm. with it too, because mm-hmm. it's like you get in there and you're like, okay, I'm ready for my session. And then she's like, so let's talk about, 
you know, this shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. Like, right. no, <laughs> like the one thing that you're avoiding talking uh-huh. about, like the first thing out of her mouth. And, um, you know, my, she has a way of just like pulling it out of you. And mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's tooth and nail and sometimes it just kind of flows right out. But it's just such a, I don't know. I, I can't speak highly enough of the right therapist and the right conditions mm-hmm. and going to therapy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, I also, I wrote, I think this is so important too. I should have brought it up when we're talking about the previous thing about like trying to figure out who you are and what you like and whatever. Starting with what you don't like and don't want is really fucking valid. <laughs> you know, just yeah, like how seriously. you did of like, I don't want this life. You know, you don't yeah. have to know where you're going. It's like, just not that, like my husband and I have this thing we've done forever since we were dating of like, okay, we used to go out to eat on Friday nights, right? This was like a long time ago, like when we lived in Austin. Mm-hmm. You like, mean when you could go to restaurants? Yeah, Friday? yeah. it was February. No. <laughs> right, eighty-seven years right, ago. Right, and it would be like, okay, what do you want for? Dinner? Oh, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? And just like we both were like, God, that's so annoying. So, um, you could like you couldn't say what you didn't want. I mean, like you could you could identify what you didn't want, right? Like, okay, okay. I don't want that, but you had to then propose provide the opposite yeah, pro- yeah. yeah. okay yeah All right. so like you can start with what you don't want you know i think that's a really that's what I mean. it's, it's like it's a really valid thing and i, I think that applies to life of like okay mm-hmm. okay like i don't want to be in uh this school anymore like i started mm-hmm. school and oh my god i, do, I don't want to be an accountant i thought i wanted mm-hmm. to be an accountant fuck okay i don't want to do this you know i do still want to be in school i want to get an education but never mind fuck this you know right yeah it's yeah, no, I, I think that there is so much value in knowing what you don't both sides mm-hmm. of what you want and what you don't want. Um, because I feel like there's, I feel like it's such like a, a duality of man, like you either fall on one side or the other of these things. And so if you know that you don't want something that it, that at least gives you some kind of direction just to figure with. out, okay, if I don't want this, like just start with the opposite. Like, let's yeah. just. I don't like the blue shoes. Let's get the pink shoes and we'll see how that, that feels. And yeah. And then go. Yeah. There. That was a previous um, notation, but I, I, I think it's super common for traumas to come back up when you're in a safe, secure, like you were in a relationship that was safe. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is a, it's like, it's such a, um, like deep mind thing that I don't even have a name for, but it, it's like at the subconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that was- so fascinating. Yeah, no, it's, um, I'm on the other side of it now. Mm-hmm. Like it, this last year was Big. fucking rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, just not really, t- I mean, 2020 has been 2020, right. but like, yeah, I mean, that was February of 19 and there was a, there was several months where I was deeply depressed, deeply, um, couldn't get out of bed, was calling into work with migraines and I mean, it was having like actual physical manifestations of like, mm-hmm pain and symptoms and man it was a dark it was a fucking shit show of a year and so to be on the other side of it now I'm really really grateful Mm -hmm. for and so I can kind of like it's interesting to me now to look back and see okay like what in my life brought me because I've been carrying this shit around since Mm -hmm. I was four so Mm -hmm. like what what in my life brought me to okay now we're ready like now's the time to deal with all right. of this stuff. And the only thing I can think about is just that I felt safe for the first time. We had just moved into our house here and had kind of gotten settled. And my husband and I had just gotten married. And so I think there just was this sense of security that came with um, being with the right person and being in my own home and kind of, I had moved, you know, out of the town that my parents were living in and there was just kind of some unhealthy dynamics going on there. So kind of just being out like, in my own little safe space for the first time. And my body and my mind was just like, all right, girl, here we come. Your fucking seatbelt. Right. Here we come. And, um, man, it rocked my shit for a while, but, um, I'm, you know, at this point it's, you know, I've got the survivor mentality, I guess. And Mm -hmm. it's, it is what it is. Like it's a part of me and it's a, it's something that I'm always going to be dealing with and I'm always going to be unloading. And there's stuff that I find every single day. It feels like Mm -hmm. that is, you know, kind of old behavior patterns for being in that fight or flight response for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. And yoga, again, has been really helpful for that. Just kind of like centering, physically calming down my body and centering down. And and so that's been a really great tool to kind of when I get 
those heightened kind of panic attacky situations come up to kind of go back to my mat and just reground. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of a, mm-hmm. it's been a hell of a four years. Man. I don't know. I'm like, if we could just like slow down on like the shit coming out, like when is, can we just get it all at, like, surely this is the rest of it. Like, right. sure. <laughs> Anything else down there? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, I don't want to say that because right, yeah. were like, oh, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like kudos for you. Like that's hard shit. That's really hard mm-hmm. shit. And I can't imagine mm-hmm. the physical and emotional. Like when it started coming up, we were like, what the actual Oh, it was fuck? absurd. Yeah. yeah. It was it was fucking absurd. We were Andrew and I were sitting on the couch watching TV and there was a TV show that I guess like a character on the show or something was just kind of like a triggering mm-hmm. thing. And my vision went black and my body started like spasming, I guess. And then I just get flooded with images and I will absolutely not go into the gory details because they're gross but um just flooded with these things that like it's like the shit that makes you bump in the night like stuff that you would never want to see ever and so then like and poor Andrew he's like what the fuck is happening what like I'm like ah like Like, screaming crying and like you know not able to see and all this stuff and so I like finally like can breathe long enough to say like oh my god this is a thing like Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to fucking, this is a thing now. Like this is not, you can't shove those things back. Right. Right. You can't put it back in the box. And so like, I'm calling someone tonight. Yeah, no, it was a, I was in therapy quickly, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. quickly after. And again, and therapy has really been, (laughs) really been beneficial, but um, you know, I'm at the end of the day, like it's, I'm grateful for what I've been through because it makes me know that I'm a fucking badass, strong mm-hmm. person to be yeah. able to have gotten through like an eating disorder and a divorce and a miscarriage and yeah. all of these and sexual trauma and all of these fucking things that I've been through. It's like when people ask me how old I am. I'm like, Oh, 27 in earth years, but like, <laughs> right. And yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> in trauma years, I'm like, <laughs> 67 right. so you, just, yeah you, it, you don't seem 27 I don't I don't know what that no, means no. like I don't right. take that whatever but I actually when you said you were 27 someone was like did you know she was 27 he was <laughs> like of course like, he wouldn't know you know right. and he was like I never would have guessed that. I was like I mean that's either. so funny yeah. yeah no I get that quite often yeah. but I mean I just I'm grateful to know my strength yeah um mm-hmm. and to know that I have done all of this kind of standing on my own two feet mm-hmm. and I mean obviously Andrew's been insanely supportive and like could not have gotten through this last year without him but um he didn't he wasn't he couldn't do he couldn't do the work for me right like there was nobody else that could do the things and face the demons and slay the dragons and do the work but me Mm -hmm. um because they were my demons and my dragons and so to know that i've now standing on the other side of it when a year ago i thought i'm never going to get over this Mm -hmm. and i'm never going to get through this and I look back on my life and I had so many things that I thought I was never going to get past. And here I am past them all. And it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. w- there's nothing else that I can't get through. Like, I just kind of have this sense of invincibility now that I didn't have a year ago. And had I not gone through all of those things, I wouldn't feel like Wonder Woman right. today. Right. So, you wouldn't feel that about you know? yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. So now what for you? I am super stoked Mm -hmm. for the future of things. Um, as weird as that is to say in 2020, I feel like, and man, I'm so privileged to be able to be be in the position that Mm -hmm. I am through all of these things. I've kept my job, our house is secure. Like Mm -hmm. I've kept my health. I'm, you know, I mean, I have the privilege of being white in America and it's Mm -hmm. just kind of a, um, I know that there are people in a lot worse of positions than mm-hmm. I am, but mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for where I am. And, um, I am taking a yoga teacher training mm-hmm. course through yoga San Angelo that starts on Saturday. Yay. Um, so I'm really pumped for that and, um, starting a blog kind of to journal mm-hmm. my way through the yoga teacher training. And, um, I'm just excited to kind of see where all of that goes. I don't really have, I've learned to quit planning so much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I spend a lot of time and energy <laughs> into putting mm-hmm. these plans together that don't always work out. And so mm-hmm. life I'm is what happens. Learning, yeah, <laughs> when you're learning to go with the flow mm-hmm. and find the flow. But um bum. Yeah. Yoga joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm really, really excited to see where that goes and just kind of see what I learn about myself in the process. And everybody um, I know that's done it is like, what the fuck when they come out the other. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Uh, yeah. I'm a little bit nervous because of those reasons. <laughs> You're like, I don't need. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just like, I just got my footing. Right. Like, I just got my footing. Like, can we just like, but I signed up for this. So yeah. I brought it on myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm really, really pumped for that. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a really fun process. I'm really happy for process. you. Yeah. And thank you. Um, really excited for the blog, too. It's yes. been a fun kind of creative outlet. And I feel like I've got a lot of stories to share just mm-hmm. for my my long travels um <laughs> but like a 90 year old grandma trying to like share war stories yeah. or something but um so i'm excited to see where that goes and i don't really have any expectations for either one of them but i don't know i'm excited for both of them mm-hmm. so it's the attitude that's yeah. getting you through 2020 like seriously I can't control yeah, this. Just, <laughs> i have no control <laughs> like, i'm just gonna be here right? yeah yeah. Yeah. I just want to show up and see where it goes. So yeah, super pumped for those two things. All right. Now let's do some fun questions. Yeah. Okay. What was <laughs> your first car? A white Dodge Caliber. So that oh. was the one that was like the hatchback. I don't even think they make them no. anymore. Um, but it was so, it was so cute. And I had like little beads in the I like decked it out. <gasps> Did, like the dingleberries? Like the little the Oh. No, just like little handmade beads from the <gasps> rear view. Oh, and cute. Yeah, it was fun. But I did love that car. Yes. Yeah, that was a great car. That was a good one. Um, yeah. When did you get your period? I was 12. That's and a very common answer. Yeah. And I was um, on a family camping trip to Broken Bow, Oklahoma, which Ooh. is like literally the worst. You're camping. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> There's one toilet for all of these people and... We were like in the lake and I was like, oh my God, what a, I don't know what to do. And yeah, it was a, it was a shit show. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I think most people's first periods are. Yeah, they're pretty. Like a what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. yep. kind of thing. So. <laughs> yeah, I cried. I was like, uh, I thought yeah. I would oh, there were tears. the point zero zero seventeen seventy two percent of women that didn't get their period. I was like, I was hoping that would be me. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dream, <gasps> dream broken. Yeah, right? I, I was. I was very sad. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, toilet paper. This is a very serious topic in our household. O- okay. Over, under, or you don't have an opinion? Um, I prefer over, but I'm not like hardcore about it. Okay. Like if I'm putting it on. It's over. It's going over. Okay. Um, If Andrew comes behind me and he puts it on and it's under, like. I'm not going to like change it because mm-hmm. okay. I'm just going to roll, yep. roll with it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, oh, oh nice one. <laughs> I love puns. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't let that one no, go. No, you couldn't. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm an over myself. I'm an over person. I feel like it's just easier to like it, swipe. And it is. And karate chop it off. <laughs> very, my husband called a family meeting about it last year because I guess the like, kids are getting nice. older and they're replacing toilet paper. And he's like, listen, everyone. Listen here. Listen. You little shit. Yeah. Put the- <laughs> yeah. Over. Over. <laughs> over. And they're like, what? I mean, we all went to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to demonstrate. Because him and I, I fucking 30s. I don't know. Now in our 40s. Like, great. you get to the point where I fucking switch it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. No, I mean, I do feel like that's why I don't want to start switching it. Yeah, don't. Because once you start switching it, you cannot not switch it. And then I'm going to be like at like a dinner party, like at somebody's house and be like, like swapping their thing. And And then you start asking people about it on your podcast because it's such a serious (laughs) thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's fucking great. Uh. Middle middle aged. Hashtag, hashtag middle aged. Hashtag roll with it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I can control the toilet paper. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 
I have never related to anything more in my life. Right. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, you get it. You're like, oh, I get it. I just haven't gotten there yet, but maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one of these days. <laughs> All right. Are you a fan of Lizzo? I am not. I'm like musically live under a rock. Mm-hmm. I listen to a very like specific type of music that's not on normal radio. Mm-hmm. So I know who she is. I totally like dig her vibe and like what she puts out there. I just don't personally listen to her music. I like I like her, but her music's not my jam. Mm-hmm. I guess is my yeah. I yeah. I lived in pretty much in under a rock for a dozen years, but the first time I heard about her was through my kids on TikTok, and that's how she kind of became famous is TikTok. And then I was at a conference last year, and I heard like the jam come on the okay. loudspeakers of of because we had just moved here, and I lived no there was no radio where I lived for twelve right like fourteen <laughs> years like yeah, and I heard this jam come on, and I was like. Because everyone started dancing, and I it was it was like July last year, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> you know, I, th- I might have shazammed it. I don't know. I was like, "You're having like the, yeah, the clouds are parting." Yeah, and, the and I was like, oh. "Oh." And then I looked up another video of hers. It came out like a couple weeks later or something like that, and it was with Missy Elliott. Okay. Oh my god! I just All right. sing the praise. I have to check. Am I so? Am I like missing out on her music then? Uh, I think like, so. do I need to get on the Lizzo train? I think so. I mean, the, okay. the tempo. So the t- I, I need to read untamed, read untamed and listen to Lizzo. Yeah. <laughs> or even follow Lizzo on Instagram because she's super into like when quarantine started, she like did a guided meditation. She had all her crystals. Okay. She lit incense and she did a guided meditation with everyone. I was like, oh, girl, okay. I'm here for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, uh-huh. I'll check her yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I'll peep out of my rock yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's like, it's okay. like the like. We play it all the time for our Got daughters. It. One of them is like over it now, and I'm like, "You shut! <laughs> no, you no, no, shut. you shut! Yeah, <laughs> find what's good, but only if it's Lizzo. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> and the toilet paper over. <laughs> Cilantro. Oh my god. Yes or no? Oh hell yeah! Okay, good. Oh my god! I'm asking this so I can, so much. I'm asking this to I find the people that it tastes like soap too. Do you know about that? There's people where it tastes like soap? Mm-hmm. No way. Yes. So I had this friend in college. Oh, that's college. so sad. I know. That breaks my heart for them. I know. I have this friend that we're from Massachusetts. I moved to Austin, and then she moved to Austin. And I guess we just probably didn't eat salsa in Massachusetts. And we'd be in Austin, mm-hmm. and she's, like, picking the cilantro out of the pico. Which you can't really. I know. Do. Out of the pico. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, it tastes terrible. And I'm like, you're crazy. You know, and I'd oh be, and there'd be a pile of cilantro, and she's and you're like, like I'm like, okay, yeah, I know, I'll eat it all. Yeah, can I have your spare? <laughs> yeah, so funny. And so then years later, I came across an article. It's a genetic thing. Like, okay, a what? This is something else I've learned. Some people can't smell asparagus. Oh, this should be another question. Asparagus pee. Do you know about? Oh that? yeah, I, I oh I know about asparagus. Okay, pee. yeah, okay. I've smelled. Yeah, I've smelled. So that's the asparagus pee. Yeah. My husband's. Um, there are people that don't yes. smell it. Though? Yeah, there's people that don't smell. Oh it. my god! I know because it's so strong, and there are people that cilantro tastes like soap to them. That is, but I'm gonna have to look that up. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. That is so sad. I know. I love cilantro. I love cilantro. I could do without the asparagus pee. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> could you imagine? You're like asking someone, "Do you know what the pee- the asparagus pee?" And they're like, "Yes, oh, I do." Oh. Like that. That was like. You know, there's people that like the smell of skunks. Yeah. You know that that's a thing. Uh, oh, my. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I learned. Okay. So my husband's mother can't smell asparagus pee. And we were like, what? That is that's really bizarre to me. Right. Well, she's a smoker. So we thought like, oh, um, she's lost her right. sense of smell. And then we same thing came across an article that asparagus pee is like a, the smell of it is like a genetic thing. Very uh, bizarre. The human body is. It's bizarre. I mean, like so bizarre. Why does asparagus yeah. make us? Okay. When you drink a latte or a cappuccino or what the fuck ever. Okay. What milk do you use or prefer or what I you use, order? I use soy. Ooh. So I have a dairy allergy, mm-hmm. so I can't do dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have tried all of the non-dairy Like the, milks. the um, hemp's and yeah. the almonds. Yes. And-, and I like coconut sometimes if I'm like in the mood for mm-hmm. coconut tasting, but you can't use coconut milk and have your shit not taste like coconut. <laughs> and I don't always want it to taste like coconut. Um, but the soy is like the creamiest Mm -hmm. to me of the non-dairy. It is. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I like oat milk if I'm going to just like drink milk, but I don't like oat milk in my coffee. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It 
dude, the, the non-dairy thing, there's such like a like hierarchy of like non-dairy milks. <laughs> yeah, like, and then somebody they like rank each other. Yeah. Oh, and then somebody new comes in, like it's hemp. Oh, oh no, gosh. it's oat now. It was hemp like a couple years yeah. ago. Now and I'm like what you know like golly it's because uh, we own a coffee shop as you know so this is something why i ask because i'm right it's it makes your head spin. yeah mm-hmm. so i'm i'm like what's yeah. gonna be next because hemp was the latest yeah i think gotcha oh i think oh it's gonna be the next big one. Oh yeah oats de- oh definitely not. sorry i meant oats, what's oats, after oat? oats the- what's after oat though Ooh, i don't know quinoa milk <laughs> i mean rice milk already came and went I feel like. Yeah, that didn't. That right. didn't say. <laughs> Soy was next. And those two yeah. were for a long time. Just those two. Yeah. 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 No, soy, soy milk is my jam. Yeah. And it's coming fast and furious now. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it was just like almond, coconut, hemp. Anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah. We'll All the non dairies. Yes. Yeah. Can you drive a standard transmission? I cannot. Oof. No. <laughs> I'm going to start. <laughs> not even a little bit. Right. I had some people like in college try to teach me and it did not. They were like, okay, you're not going to fuck my truck. Like, we just sold <laughs> like a Volkswagen diesel Jetta. I should have kept it just to teach oh, the nice. women. Because maybe it's not just women, but I feel like it's more common with women that don't know how to drive a standard. Sure. Yeah. Uh, family of origin, where are you in the birth, birth, the birth order? The birth order? Yeah. I'm the oldest of four. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Got one of those. Yeah. I got an oldest of four. <laughs> yeah. Oldest of four. What was your kindergarten teacher's name? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open it. Miss Newman, open. I think. Newman or Noonan? Yeah, I'm going to open it. Newman. Newman. I think her name was, I'm I'm 90% sure it was Miss Newman. I like it. Some of the, yeah. Some of the, I just love names. That was a good one. <laughs> what do you regret more, high heels or jalapenos? High heels. I don't, I'm not a heels person, like, at all. And Andrew, my husband, is, like, the exact same height as me. <laughs> Same, so, same. Um, your husband's so, yeah, the same height so as me, but my husband's the same. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too, bro. <laughs> yeah. Same, bro. Yeah, so he's the we're the exact same height. Um, and like that's literally never been remotely a thing that it, like bugged me. But when I wear heels, I'm just kind of like, and I like when we got married, I totally did heels in all of our wedding pictures. Like it just like looks odd because I'm like just like two inches. <laughs> Two inches taller, but um, I'm just not, I've never been a heels person. So, and I'm not a jalapeno person either, which should like show you how much I don't want heels. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. That was all 10. So where, um, before we leave, this will also be in the show notes. So if people are listening and um, you can just hit up the show notes and click it, where could they find you? Like what's the website that you're going to launch for the yoga training? Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. So the blog is at this point, not up and running, but maybe by the time the episode mm-hmm. comes out, will be, um, it is Meg finds the mm, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was excited about that name. So Meg finds the flow.com. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Megan.e.clayton. M-E-G-A-N, correct. M-E-G-A-N, yeah. Classic spelling, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> the right way yeah. to spell. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'll, um, I always remind anyone listening that I am at L-A-J-O-I-E, LaJoy Society, on Instagram and Facebook. And my website is LaJoySociety.com. And... Y'all motherfuckers need to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Listen here, guys. Listen here. <laughs> Listen for yeah. real. I know a lot more people than rates. Of- <laughs> I'm like offering stickers and come on, come on. I'm selling my soul over here, guys. Seriously, that shit. Yeah, I, feel I ain't you fucking around with this. I ain't fucking around with this podcast. Need y'all's help. Things are getting threat menacing over here. Yeah, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I've been <laughs> fuck politeness. <laughs> Fucking over that yeah. shit. I've been yeah. polite. Now you fuckers need to yeah. do it. Listen here, assholes. You're listening. <laughs> you're listening somewhere right now. Pick up your phone. Hit the stars. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> if you want to tell me, I'll send you a sticker. But right. <laughs> all right, everyone. I'll uh, check in with y'all again next week. Yeah. Everything up to this point has led me here and. There's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. All the things that